Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Here we go. It is episode number 12 of the Rosie Report. Jim Rosenhouse along with you in the Big Apple, New York City, where the Guardians will open up a new series against the Yankees on Monday night. First of three, this is your weekend recap edition of the regular season roundup following a weekend at Fenway Park in Boston that got off to a a real promising start. More on that in just a moment, but uh, first, letting you know what's to come here on this edition of the podcast. We will hear from President of Baseball Operations, Chris Antonetti, and we will also visit with Tanner Bybee, one of two young pitchers that has really strengthened this starting rotation with some injury issues to work through right now, and and Bobby was just terrific in his major league debut, and we'll talk to him about that a little bit later on in the podcast. But looking back on the weekend, a promising start. Shane Bieber was outstanding on Friday night at Fenway in a 5-2 Guardians win. And on Saturday, despite trailing 6-1 at one point, the Guardians came back to take a lead in extra innings, and it looked like a, a real satisfying win. But the Red Sox on an Alex Verdugo RBI base hit win it in the bottom of the 10th as they got to Emmanuel Classe for two runs in the bottom of the inning and it turned out to be an 8-7 defeat for the Guardians. And then on a dreary, rainy, cold Sunday afternoon, they got the game in, but not much else good came of it as uh, the Guardians lost by a score of 7-1. Logan Allen, however, in his second Major League start, pitched well over five innings, allowing just two runs. And after the game, manager Terry Francona talked about it. You know, Logan Allen You know, I actually thought he was good. The last inning, thirty-six pitches. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty big ask. Um, it, you know, the the double down the third base line didn't help. That was kind of unlucky. But no, oh, I mean he's got poise. He's got three pitches. Even, even talking to Cam, Cam in between innings, this kid. There's a lot to like about this kid. I thought he did okay. He sold it. Kind of keep your guys off balance. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's got plus stuff kind of across the board, and when he starts commanding. He he can be a handful, and we kind of saw that today. What was going on at the end with the Boston pitcher? Um, I think he quick pitched, but but JB had swung, so they were trying to just sort that out. What do you think he had an opportunity against Sale? And uh, 
Yeah, he did. He buckled down, did an act of a job. And he went through, punched out some pretty good hitters. And but you're right, we did. We we had a runner in second, and the guys we wanted up, give him credit. So that's manager Terry Francona following Sunday's game, wrapping up the weekend at Fenway, and once again, team now in New York to open up a series with the Yankees. Over the weekend, we had a chance to visit with Chris Antonetti, the president of baseball operations, and talk to him about pitching development and his two rookie starting pitchers who made their debuts this past week. And uh, Chris, it's been a, an interesting week to be sure from a pitching standpoint as, as that pitching machine just continues to churn out good young arms. And I know for, for Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee, obviously for them to make their debuts, it was a big deal. But from your side of things, um, I know you're so careful and, and you want to make the right decision on when is the right time. And I know sometimes there's some need, but um, what are some of the other things that go into it that maybe aren't so apparent? Maybe before the season started, I think if we were to chart out the ideal path for uh, Logan and, and Tanner to ascend to the major leagues, it might have been a little bit later in the season just to give them more opportunities in AAA to continue their development and then you know, be in a position to, to contribute at that point. But the reality was we had needs before then, and to each of their credits, they did a really good job of preparing for those starts and to, to come up here and help us win games. And I think it's a testament to both of them, the work they continue to put in to improve. And uh, as we said, there's a lot of development left to do with both guys, but they're up here because we think they can help us win games. And maybe using Tanner as a an example, only 28 pro starts, which, which seems low and maybe when you first started in this game that was really low um, has the game changed enough where where players get a certain amount of experience a little quicker um, to some extent it has but I think we've always tried to look at each player as unique and not have any hard and fast rules and in Tanner's case you know he was a really advanced college pitcher with his understanding of you know how to use his pitches his command his routines uh, the way he worked, all of those things he had in place. And, you know, from the time he joined the organization, those attributes led him to maybe increase his the quality of his stuff a little bit more. So you combine the increased stuff with some of the things and attributes he already had in place, and that allowed for that accelerated timetable. Both seemed extremely uh, cool, calm, and collected. And maybe not inside, but their performance would, would seem to indicate that. Is there something that's going on in, in the minor league system that allows players to come up here and and seemingly fit right in? Well, again, it goes back to each individual, and Tanner and Logan um, are great competitors uh, and do a really good job of compartmentalizing things. And, you know, they'd be the first to tell you that they were anxious and a little bit nervous, but at the same time, you know, once they actually started competing, a lot of those nerves went away, and they were just going out there trying to beat the other team. And I think it's that mindset and those attributes are part of why we're so excited about what they can do for us over the long term. Stay with us. We'll have more with Chris Antonetti after this short break. Welcome back to the Union Home Mortgage Guardians warm-up show. Chris Antonetti joining us, Guardians president of baseball operations. And Chris, I know before the, the rule changes were implemented, you had a, a vested interest in it and, and some input there and, and certainly some thoughts and ideas. And now that we're about a month in, uh, how impressed have you been with, with what's happening to the game from a positive standpoint? I've been really encouraged. I think as you look at the outcomes Major League Baseball was trying to achieve and with some of these rule changes, almost all of them have happened. And I think to the players' credit and the coaches' credit, I think 
there's been a really good adjustment period. And for the most part, I think we're now starting to see the pitch timer subside into the background and we just notice a much better pace to the action. And uh, hopefully that continues. And, you know, there are still a few guys that are still trying to navigate their way and get comfortable with it. But by and large, I think it's been a great success so far. And is it is it noticeable? Is the, is the game played in, in a better fashion because there's a better pace to it? I think it all depends upon your preference, but from my point of view, it does seem like that's the case. We don't have nearly as much of that dead time and downtime, and the, you know, the time between action has seemingly shortened. So there's more things happening in a shorter period of time, which seems to make for a more interesting uh, game and a more interesting product for our fans to engage. That's president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, and one of those pitchers he was talking about early on in our interview was Tanner Bybee, who was just terrific in his first appearance in the big leagues last Wednesday at home against the Colorado Rockies, picked up a win, pitching into the sixth inning, and uh, really looked sharp. And we had a chance to visit with him over the weekend and talk about that start as he looks ahead. Uh, Tanner, you've had a couple of days to let that sink in after uh, pitching on Wednesday. And as you look back on it, how impressed were you just with with the whole day and and how it worked out? I mean, it was crazy. met a lot of new people, um, saw a lot of new faces. I mean, obviously different stadium than Columbus but it was a it was a fun day I mean it was definitely hectic and it was definitely uh it was definitely not not like a problem but it was definitely really quick so I had to figure it out but it was it was a fun day I had a lot of fun you know it's interesting because I I feel like looking down from up above yourself and Logan Allen both looked very calm and collected on the mound um was it like that for you, though, in reality when, when you got out there? And, and take us from that walk-in from the yeah. bullpen. Uh, the walk-in from the bullpen is kind of when I really sat in. That and when I came out of the dugout to go to walk out to the bullpen to go start stretching and stuff. Um, those were kind of like the emotions started coming in, like, wow, like this is one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me in my life. Like probably like number one, number two. Um, and I think when I walked out on the, fir- on the first uh, inning, it was – I mean, I, f- I was feeling so many emotions to where I was, like, actively trying to keep them down. And I think I needed to get, like, my feet under me. I needed to, like, get some feeling in my legs. And then after that, I was – after the, I got out of the first inning, it was – I settled in and it felt, felt good. And did it feel just like a, another normal start that you've made throughout your pro career so far? I mean, no. Okay. But, I mean, uh, I mean, you see guys in the box like Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant. I mean, I've been watching those guys on TV for a while and, like, growing up. And some advice people gave me where you just because you know these people doesn't mean they're some like godly beings like they're just baseball players. They went through the same thing as you um, and they're trying to they're trying to beat you just as much as you're trying to beat them. So I thought that's a good piece of helpful advice. Stay with us. We'll have more with Tanner Bybee after this short break. Welcome back to Guardians Warm Up. We're at Fenway Park in Boston, joined by Tanner Bybee, rookie starting pitcher, made his major league debut on Wednesday. And uh, Tanner, to get here, it seems like it's happened so fast, but um, maybe that's not being fair to you in terms of the work that you've put in to get here. And um, when you do finally make it, is that something that immediately comes to mind, the amount of hours that you've put in working at your craft? I mean, yeah. People automatically think about, like, the professional experience and how, like, quick it was, but, I mean... I'm 24 years old. Like I've been doing this for like 15 plus years, and it's been a lot of work. Whether it's playing catch with my dad at the park, or in high school, or in college, um, going through COVID, like that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a it's a lot of work, even though relatively to other people, is pretty quick. And your draft year, you were not part of a ball club, but but what did you do that that maybe set you up to to really hit the ground wanting 
running when you finally did have a chance to pitch in games? Um, I think that when I got drafted, it was um, they kind of brought us all in in Arizona and were really able to like not so much focus on winning to how much like college was. It was more focused on development, focused on like figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses were and how you could make those weaknesses your strengths. And I think that was one thing that was really refreshing because you go throughout your whole entire high school, college career wanting to win. And obviously I still want to win really badly, but I think it was nice that like half a year, three quarters of a year where it was like strictly development, strictly kind of like getting my feet underneath me and like kind of familiarizing my stuff with stuff that I wasn't really like familiar with. So I think it was nice. I think I would attribute it to that. Shane Bieber is always saying how he's not a finished product yet, and he's been at it for a while now at the major league level. Uh, how about you? What what are you still working on that, that you think you can get better with? Um, I mean, I think every single one of my pitches could get better. I mean, it's like I said, I'm, I'm a rookie. I've pitched one game in the major leagues, and if Shane Bieber's not a finished product, I'm not even close to a finished product either. And I don't think anyone will ever be a finished product until they retire, and they might not even be happy with how they ended. So, I mean... I think you ask any one of these guys, pitchers, hitters, are you like perfectly where you want to be? They're all going to say no. That's what keeps keeps you going every day. I think if, if we were all perfect, I think we would get bored, and I think that we would go find some new hobbies. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a great day on Wednesday, I'm sure, for you. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you. That's Tanner Bybee, and, man, it sure looks like we will hear a lot of Bybee and Allen in the weeks to come as, again, Tristan McKenzie, Aaron Savali are both on the injured list and will be for a little while longer. That's going to do it for this edition, episode number 12 of the Rosie Report, regular season roundup. As always, we'll be back with another one, hopefully tomorrow, we'll see, but uh, we should be. And uh, until then, thanks so much for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.